FishCast. It's Corey Long here with Charles Fishbein. Uh, beyond Charles, Charles uh, having the uh, namesake for the FishCast, he is the uh, president of Elite Scouting Services. It's the best service in the nation when it comes to helping high school prospects, fine homes, and college. I know this is a time of year when you really do a lot of your, your work when you're helping you're helping kids all across the nation find schools that were not able to take part in signing day. <clears throat> and you're helping schools that still have plenty of roster spots to fill. So we're going to get a little bit more into detail about that right now. It's signing day. Many coaches around the nation have players that they're still trying to get into schools. What is kind of the next step for the senior that did not take part in signing day? As a coach, what's the next step right now? What are we trying to do? What are we trying to do to help these guys? Yeah, I mean, Corey, you've been around a long time. I mean, you go back all the way to, back to Ray Lewis. I mean, Ray Lewis, uh, I believe, didn't sign until July yeah. Yeah. Um, of his senior year. Uh, so there are guys that fall through the cracks. Um, a lot of teams have to recalibrate because they didn't land guys. I spoke to a coach today that, they're looking for, they're still looking for two uh, defense alignment, preferably transfer guys. So schools are still looking for pieces. Maybe they lost somebody through the portal. That's what happened with this school. They lost a guy to a power five school. So there's still a lot of pieces out there. And, and I think you can still find uh, guys late in the process. Um, and, and that's where these staffs, the off the field guys, the guys in the back rooms have to just, you know, go back. Maybe there was a guy that they had, uh, uh, as a fringe recruit and they go back and they reevaluate them. And all of a sudden the kid gets a late offer and you've seen it so many times where these guys end up not only making the roster, they end up making the NFL down the road. So you can still have guys on your board um, that don't sign um, there. There's going to be plenty of guys that won't sign right now uh, that did not sign today that end up going to a one double a program down the road, or maybe a D two program because uh, things didn't work out. Maybe academically, um, they were they were not in the best of shape. But these guys find a way to fall through the cracks, and it happens all the time. And um, you know, somebody gets a player in the summer. Maybe they get a, a kid that uh, you we talked about. Trayshawn Ward. Trayshawn Ward was a kid that had some Power Five offers, didn't sign, walked on at Florida State, and now he's on scholarship. So it does happen that guys do fall through the cracks. And I think the good programs continue to recruit and evaluate all the way through the summer and are always looking to find that next hit in jam. Your, you know, your role in elite scouting service, <laughs> you know, a lot right now is both because, you know, you're kind of in that period where you're trying to help a lot of seniors get, you know, still find homes. And you're also really looking at a lot of the underclassmen underclass kids, sophomore, really freshmen, sophomores, and juniors. Um, what's kind of their next schedule in the recruiting process? Is it is it going to the junior days? Is it going to – is it just doing weight room? Is it getting no, ready? It's definitely, it, it's definitely the junior days are huge. and You know, like the seven-on-seven seven, um, circuits back on full – is in fold, and, and then come the summer camps – You've got to get the exposure. You know as well as I do that a lot of times it takes two and three times uh, for a lot of these kids to get even an offer. I know um, our good friend McKinley Roll, he's got a kid 
uh, that's a junior defensive end that last year, I think it was either one of his first years of football. He had some interest, but now this, you know, after a good um, junior year, he's gone into this off season and all of a sudden you see the Utah's have offered the Illinois uh, have offered and the group of five of power five teams are starting to take notice. And, and this is a type of kid that this time of year, this is where he gets that exposure and is able to take, um, maybe he goes from just group of five offers to all of a sudden you got the big time programs and college football offer. Yeah, it's, um, it, it is a lot about exposure. And I think, you know, I, it was interesting. I had a parent talk to me she, uh, last week. She's got a young man. He's a freshman. Like, he just finished up his first year playing the offensive line. You know, and it's clear the kid's going to grow. His dad's big, stuff like that. And she's telling me right away that, you know, she's getting she's getting calls from – recruiting services and then you know the for-profit you know the ones that are charging <laughs> that charge charge families to kind of handle their recruiting and do this and you know she wanted to call me because she knew me she knew i dealt in this space and i tell you this and i'll tell this to any parent out there do not pay money for a recruiting service don't do it there's so many things that there's so many situations out there you know you run a service that is free to kids Kids can get their names in your database for free. Um, every every school, you know, deals with some sort of video service, whether it's Huddle or not. You're able to get your video through Huddle. It just, it just to me, it just is never. There's no value in it for me because there's so many things that parents and prospects and coaches can do on their own. Am I right? Still, is that still? Well, I, I, think I I definitely think the problem, you know. I've had parents offer me money to help get their kids exposure. And I think what happens is, is once you take money from a parent, they expect something in return. And the reality is I can't call a school and tell them, Hey, listen, offer this kid. I, I don't have that power to pull that off. Can I tell a school about a kid? And then they decide that, and, and they, they evaluate the kid on their own and they do get scholarships but we don't give out scholarships. And I think that's what happens with a lot of these recruiting services that charge people. They almost like promise the parents like, oh, if you come with us and you pay this amount and you're guaranteed A, B, and C, and D. And, and they're, they're not in that recruiting room. They're not a recruiting coordinator. They're not even, they're not the head coach of that football program. So I don't know how they could ever promise a kid or a family. And I, I just don't believe in that. I think maybe for some other sports that don't get the exposure that football does because Football, Corey, as you know, these kids have so many opportunities now to get exposure, whether it's a seven on seven, whether it's football camps, whether it's on their own campus, whether it's on going to college camps to like there's enough eyeballs out there that if you go to enough places, you will get something, whether it's a division one, one to A, division two, all the way down to NAI schools. We, you know, we had, um, you know, the coach from West Florida on. They, I'm sure they're going to end up benefiting from a lot of kids that fell through the cracks. That they they give away money at that school, even though it's a Division II school or an AI school. So the opportunities are there. I don't believe any parent should ever hand money over to a company that promises them something that they just can't deliver on. Yeah, <clears throat> no question. Um, 
you know, the one thing, and, and the one thing I, I tell any parent, you know, especially like, like this was a young lineman. So I was obviously talking to weight room and do, you know, different things. The, the camp circuit over the summer has become more important than ever now that it's reopened. Now that COVID, now that, you know, the pandemic, they've all, we've all, people are figuring out how to live with it. You know, the schools are having the summer camps again. And you and I have run camps. We've run very good camps. I've always thought the camps that you run were great. Um, we've run camp. We've seen other camps that do pretty well. But at the end of the day, the most important camps are those school camps over the summer. They because that's the chance that you get to be in front of co like college coaches and the the staffs, and they get to see you up close. They get to measure you. They get to see what you're about. No, there's no question. I mean, you saw last year FSU had their mega camp, and they had a hundred coaches out there. And how many of those kids probably got scholarship offers they wouldn't have got if they had just gone to the FSU camp and they didn't have any other coaches there, you know? So it is beneficial for these kids to go to those events, definitely the, the satellite events where you have multiple colleges at them. So all it takes is you to perform well in front of one coach. You don't need 800 offers. You don't need every school in the country to offer you. You just need one school to fall in love with you. And then at the end of the day, it comes down to comfort level. Do you want to continue your career at that college that you're going to be at for the next three or four years. I know there's a portal and you could transfer out and this and that, but usually you're not thinking like that when you're picking a school, you're hoping that that's the place you spend the next three or four years of your career and you're able to perform at that school. What, <clears throat> what are some of the, I mean, and you, you've, you've dealt with hundreds of thousands of kids over the course of uh, you've doing this for 15, 20 years. What are some of the kids that you remember that did fall through the cracks that you were able to get into FCS programs, Division II programs, and places like that that, you know, worked out? Even if they didn't work out at the NFL level, they worked out to be all-conference players, all-American players. Well, I mean, one of the players that fell through the cracks, and, and I had put Florida State on him, was a Brian Stork. He was a tight end coming out of high school. I think he was a two-star kid. Um, he ended up an All-American, ended up getting drafted by the Patriots, played in a Super Bowl, won a ring with Tom Brady. Uh, there's been a lot of those guys that just, you know, you find them and, and they, they fall through their cracks. Guys that just, and I happen to, what happened with, with Brian Stork is I had gone in to watch a kid, Zeke Mata, that everybody was offering, I think Notre Dame. He ended up at Notre Dame. And the coach goes, hey, I want you to check out this one kid we have. It's, you know, his dad's ill. The kid lost about 40, 50 pounds. Um, he should be about 270, 280. He's only about 240 right now. And a lot of schools overlooked at him because the kid physically wasn't impressive because he lost all this weight. And he, the coach turned on his film and he was going against power five kids, blocking them at tight end and driving them 10 yards off the, off the ball and, and down the field. And you're like, all right, this is a kid that has a chance if he could get back the weight, get back that confidence. Um, he could be, I felt like he could be an all-conference type player in the ACC, and I hit on that. But there's there's been a lot of guys that fall through the cracks. I remember going all the way back to Robert Love, who played at Pahokee. I uh, ended up going to FAMU, and I got him that scholarship to FAMU. And I remember it was the first time my wife had ever seen really the impact of what I did. And, and, and she, the kid was on the phone, and he's like, sir, Mr. Fishbein, 
I, I, I can't thank you enough. This is the best day of my life, blah, blah, blah. And for that moment, that's why I did it because I remember those stories of kids. Now, I don't know how his life turned out or this or that, but he was one of those kids, just like you had dealt with Travis Ward. Like you have that one moment that you've helped that kid for that time of their life that you, you made an impact, whether they were successful or not you knew you did the right thing. And, and there's been a lot of those kids that, you know, uh, have done, you, you've helped out. And, you know, years later, you'll meet up with a kid. I remember um, I've run into Dorian Monroe, who I became very close with when he was in high school. Uh, I became, you know, he was a good kid and, and the relationship of helping him and going out. And now that you see him as a, as a college coach, and I, even Aaron Henry, I remember going all the way back yeah. to Aaron Henry. Aaron Henry was at Immokalee, and I remember him being in his drama class. And I, he was one of the guys that I introduced Demo to. And now he's a coach, and he remembers those times that you met him or helped that kid because he wasn't a big-time recruit, was Aaron Henry. There was another kid at the same high school, Brian Roll, who was the guy that everybody wanted. And Aaron Henry was just one of these kids, and he wasn't like your typical Immokalee kid. He was like, just, he was one that you wanted to help out and see succeed and he did succeed. And now maybe he didn't have the college career that, you know, he possibly wanted. I mean, he had a good career, but he became a college coach. So like it led to something even better. And that's, those are the feel good stories of what we do. And, and I think you look back at a lot of those things and have gone, Hey man, I helped this kid in this way or that way and change their lives, you know? And, and I, I get calls all the time. Hey, thank you for what well, you helped me out. I, you know, Ryan Becker is one of those kids that was at St. Thomas. I could keep going on and on. Of yeah, players. Ryan Becker was a, he ended up in a pen, didn't he? he yeah, well, like what was crazy with him is he was a kid that I told him, I said, listen, um, he, he was going to pen at the time, but pen wouldn't take him till January. And at the time I was, you know, very close with James Coley, who was at Florida state. And I said, Coley, I think this kid be a good walk-on kid. I think he'll be a head, you know, a college coach one day. And, and I talked to Ryan. I said, listen, what's the worst thing that happens? You go to Florida State, you sit on the sideline for six months, you learn from Jimbo Fisher, and, you know, maybe one day you become a coach. And lo and behold, he went to Florida State, he walked on, ended up going to Penn, and now he's a college coach. You know, and it's just, it's funny how, like, you help these kids and, and you advise them and stuff. And it works out for a lot of them if they just are willing to listen. And it's just it, that that's why we're in this business. I think that's why you're in this business. That's why I'm in it. That's why people that we know that we're very close to are in the business is those moments of helping people out that, you know, probably were the underdogs. Yeah. One of the kids that comes to is uh, Jakob Johnson, who we knew as Jacob Johnson. And I remember I saw him at a seven on seven in Ocala. I remember calling you right away because he went to a Rebolt High School. And, uh, yeah, yeah, he got different. off the wrong exit. He was different <laughs> than every Rebolt High School kid I'd ever met in my life. Yeah. Rebolt kids are a little rough around the edges. A little? Kid was, huh? A, a little? little? Yeah, a yeah. little. We're not going to But he was not, yeah. this kid was not rough around the edges. I remember going up to him because when you see a kid like 6'3", 225 pounds, he can move a little bit. He just want to get his name. You're like, how did a like, kid from Frankfurt, Germany, end up in freaking <laughs> Rebel? Like, well, he, yeah, we thought he ended up. He should have ended up with Bulls because he's a yeah. he was like a four point five kid. Yeah. 
Uh, and he was like, he was fr- I mean, he was fresh from Germany. And he's like, yeah, my name is Jacob Elijah Johnson. Yeah. And uh, you could tell he didn't know. I mean, he was like, a, he was like a bull in a china shop. I'm going to tell you, Fish, I don't know what this kid can do exactly. I know he can run and he looks good. And I yeah. think he can play. Uh, so he went up to Rebolt like several months late, like a few months later and caught up with him. He was the nicest kid. He was a super uh, nice kid. And he ends up going to uh, Tennessee, and uh, he was kind of a, uh, you know, they end up putting him at tight end. Again, he was so raw, it was really not a great position for him. He was just a big, good-looking kid. But he did all of his time at Tennessee. <coughs> a great student. I think he graduated in like two and a half years. I think he almost got like a master's degree there. <clears throat> and then, ironically, we see this kid in the NFL. And he's a starting fullback for the Patriots. Yeah. I'm like, how does this happen? What world do we live in? Where this kid, now, now he's Jakob Johnson. He goes a little more by German version of his name. But it's like, how does this happen? These things come out of nowhere sometimes. Yeah, it's just the state of Florida. Just you know, it, there's something in the water or the sun or something where these kids just play at a different level. You know, it's just it's crazy. Um, yeah, it's and like I, a, it's an endless pipeline. Yeah, and I mean, we talk about Florida a lot. Obviously, we both live here. It's that way in, you know, Georgia. It's that way in Texas. It's that way in California. Um, in other, you know, Ohio, Pennsylvania, you know, play, and really any place. And I, I say this to any senior out there that loves playing football, that 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 just has the passion to play to the next level, there's a school for you. There's, you might not think so today. Today might have been a rough day. It was signing day. You got to see, maybe you got to see teammates sign or some kids at rival schools sign, and you didn't have a school. But there's a school out there for you. You know, there's a place out there for you to play. And listen, and, Pierre Gosson went to uh, Mount Union. Mount Union, I mean, yeah. Uh, so there's there are guys that are talented. They find their they find that way. Um, hey, look, I mean the. Los Angeles Rams have probably the best receiver in the NFL right now. And he went to one to way school. So went to Eastern Washington. Yeah. yeah. So th- that opportunity is always there. If you're good enough, we've talked about this, but you know, these kids all want to go to the same high school. They don't realize like if you're good enough, the colleges will find you. I mean, yeah. I don't care if you play at Coral Glades high school, West Broward, if you're somebody is going to tell somebody, Hey, listen, go over to this school. There's this kid, he can play, I'm telling you. And you'll have that chance to continue your high, you know, your college career at a big time program. If you're good enough, that's just how it is. It's the same way in the NFL. They they, they find these guys. I mean, heck, I, Leon Lett, you go back at Poria State, the kid was playing like basketball at a gym when somebody from the Cowboys found this kid. So you, if you're good enough, they'll find you. Just work hard character it's so important grades don't be a clown and i like you, you, you there's it's endless opportunities for a lot of these kids absolutely absolutely and we say this are the fish if, if you're if you're a coach out there listening if you're a high school senior junior whatever that's playing ball right now anywhere in the country you know go to our twitter go to our twitter account at the fish podcast Leave your name, leave your coach, leave your school, leave some information. 
Fish will get back to you. I will get back to you. We will get your information. We'll get you in the database. Tell us, you know, tell us what, tell us, tell us your situation. And, you know, and get, you know, the more people you have helping you out, the better, you know. And uh, I can tell you, Charles Fishbine is a heck of a resource and he's done it for a lot of kids for a number of years. And, you know, he's got connections at schools all across this country at every level. And, you know, a lot of coaches really rely on his advice and his evaluations. And, you know, I say that, you know, he's one of the best to ever do it. And, you know, that's why, you know, that's why we're able to get, you know, we don't, we get a lot of good guests on this, on this, on this podcast because Fish knows a lot of coaches. So basically he's got a lot of coaches over favors over the years. Uh, I, I called this one coach today twice, and he's like, man, what what did I do to deserve to get a two calls from you? I'm like, coach, man, I needed a talk to you. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah, but uh, we're going to let this go. Uh, you know, it's been another signing day. I mean, yeah. this is a, a lot, a lot of years of doing this. One year we were stuck in a hotel. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, I, you know, I almost brought that up because, you know what, I remember how exhausting signing day was. And I don't know if we just learned how to pace ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> We're the last guy in the bar, but I, I mean, we, we've done a good job of not getting exhausted anymore. Maybe it's just no. because of the way the process is now, but I, I really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, this was another great episode. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Whether we're stuck in a hotel or you're driving, you're driving my rental car through, uh, through like <laughs> Liberty city. Well, I think I was on the phone with, uh, Tim Brandt. I was at ESPN on the phone with Tim Brandt. Trying to defend Hugh Freeze from just from a class where you still you talk about NILs. Like, I think they discovered the NILs. Hugh Freeze and Old Miss with that class, and I'm yeah. like, no. Hugh Freeze told me, he called me and said he wanted cheap. And yeah. you know, later that day, they fight going to a plantation high school where Alex Collins' mom had his national letter of intent to Oregon. <laughs> Oh my God. Oh, yeah. There have been some crazy times. It's no doubt. Time. So, but yeah, uh, as always, we, we do this. We do this for you, the coaches, you, the, uh, the young high school recruits out there as well. We're happy to uh, be partnered with FNF coaches to uh, to bring this to you. Um, of course, my name is Corey Lawrence, Charles Fishbine. You can catch the Fishcast anywhere. Uh, where podcasts can be listened to. That's Apple, that's Spotify, that's Google, that's iHeartRadio. Some place called Deezer is on here that we get people listening to. I don't know what half these uh, podcast portals are. Uh, Justin Otto is our faithful uh, producer. I told him that we had a podcast coming tonight, so he's awake. Man, he's got, he's got Halo. like two months off, man. We're, yeah, yeah, exactly. Anything doesn't happen like, anymore, but we're about to like, yeah. You're about to put them to work. We're about yeah, to put them to work exactly. the off season. And we got so much more coming to you in the next few months from coaches to, you know, other special broadcasts. Um, still, as always, get well shout out for our good friend Larry Bluestein. His Los Angeles Rams are back in the Super Bowl. So I know that's going to make him feel better. Oh, I know no that the Rams got a shot at winning the Super Bowl again. So I know he's excited about that. No um, doubt. All right, anything else, Fish? That's it, man. I enjoyed this one. Me too, buddy. You have a good night. Thank you all for listening. Bye.
Eric Estep here. This episode is brought to you by Forney Industries. Get it done with green. Forney offers a full line of welding and plasma cutting machines, metalworking accessories, and more. For do-it-yourselfers all the way to professional metalworkers, Forney has everything you need for your next project. Shop Forney's top-of-the-line products at forneyind.com. That's Forney, F-O-R-N-E-Y, ind, I-N-D.com, or at an authorized Forney dealer near you.